Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number four. Some exciting news for the podcast this week is that we have partnered with Aesthetic Magazine, so you can now listen to the podcast on their website. If you've never checked out Aesthetic, I highly recommend that you do. If you're a music lover or just a pop culture fan, there is plenty on there for you to enjoy. They've just celebrated their five-year anniversary. They've grown exponentially in that time. Fun fact is I was actually one of the first photographers for Aesthetic, and likewise, they were one of the first magazines that I photographed for. They've grown huge since then. They um, There must be a dozen photographers, dozen writers now, and they cover music and, and entertainment globally now, festivals from all over the world, not just Toronto. And uh, yeah, I still like to contribute to them when I can, and I, actually this weekend... I'll be covering the Avenged Sevenfold concert for them. So you'll be able to check that out. You'll be able to check out some great content while you're listening to the podcast. And you can you can find them at www.aestheticmagazinetoronto.com as well as all over social major social media channels. And don't forget to follow the podcast on its own social media channels. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can just search for The Adamantium or The Adamantium Podcast. Or you can just go to theadamantium.com and they, you can find it all from there. Uh, this week's episode of the podcast uh, features Johnny Young Bosch, who is one of the actors that played the Black Power Ranger. I met Johnny at a Comic-Con. So again, a little bit of background noise to deal with. But Johnny was really one of those really su- pleasantly surprising interviews that you just learned so much more than you thought you knew about someone. And he's just like a really pleasant guy and was really open to doing the podcast and happy to do it. And uh, we're really glad we got him on. So rather than talk about it more, let's uh, let's have a listen. Here's episode number four of the Adamantium Podcast featuring Johnny Youngbosch. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for coming on. It's uh, sure. really great yeah, to have you. Yeah, cool. um, welcome to Toronto. Uh, thank you. We like to talk about everyone who works on our production. They're all we're all Toronto. Grew up, born and raised. Uh-huh. Um, so we like to talk about the city a little bit. Okay. Um, have you have you had a chance to? No. I mean, we're outside of <laughs> we're outside of Toronto. For right. One, I'm yeah, out yeah. of town right now. We're like an hour away, brought, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a hike, but has your uh, career brought you around this, around the greater Toronto area before anyways? I have been, I've been to Fan Expo okay. before That's in Toronto. One. Yeah, that one was yeah, really Yeah, that one's big. like a little bit overwhelming almost. Yeah, um, so I was there and uh, I got to see Toronto a bit when I was yeah. there, so yeah, that was cool. We have, because uh, I know you're a musician and stuff yeah. too, and we got some, yeah, we have an amazing music scene yeah? in Toronto, yeah, so I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get you out here that would be, awesome. would be awesome yeah. yeah we got a great scene some venues like tons of history um yeah it's really a great place um and we're here at comic-con which i'm sure Hamilton, you are very yeah. familiar with yep and i mean most notably you worked on power rangers which has such a fandom and i mean comic-cons are such a great way to reach back with the fans so i want to know what, what comic-con kind of means to you well well, definitely, Power Rangers is one of those things that, uh, you know, for a lot, of, a lot of people, they grew up on it, you know. Um, so that's 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 really kind of cool for me. Um, it is cool still to see some of those fans, you know, obviously. But uh, for me, a lot of the voiceover work that I do 
I like going because, how do I say it? It's like, okay, so if you're in a play or something, you're doing a theater show or whatever, or you're on stage, you perform, you do your thing, and then the audience cheers or boos or whatever, you find instantly what they like or don't like. Yeah. When you're in the booth, you have no idea. Right. You're just pouring your heart out, hoping you're doing the right thing, hoping the show's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, and then you don't find out until you go to a company. This right. is where I find out what people, people liked, liked, you know, what really kind of stuck with them, you know, what had an impact on yep. them, you know. So I get to see, you know, I get then get to gauge what roles are more important or which ones I need to focus on, you know, which right. ones make more impact, you know. Um, do you do you ever get uh, do people ever give you like tips or recommend like do people ever say hey like hey you know, act I'm used better. to this or no they're like <laughs> I'm, I'm used to like this this uh, series being this way or something like or, you know do you ever get anything like that or is it mostly you know do you usually get people just it's like almost positive just like people's most of the time, yeah, it's it's fairly positive, you know. Um, I don't, I mean, which is great. Like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, the, well, what the you last, come here for. You I don't, don't think I keep going if everybody's right? like, yeah. you sucked, by you the way. You don't come to Comic-Con yeah. to, to be criticized. <laughs> but what I've found from being at Comic-Con is, is uh, people are very, very honest here. Uh, oh, they're definitely and, honest. And people yeah. are like, they love what they love. Uh, they, they love, love what they love, into. they hate what they so, hate. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, they can be like a little bit critical, too. They certainly can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's great. Well, you got to have thick skin, you know. Of course. I mean, I think in the, this industry, in any kind of any, entertainment, any kind you of, have to, you know, any kind of art. Yeah, um, definitely any art. Yeah, because yeah. um, a lot of people won't understand it, you know. No, um, and, I mean a lot of them don't understand the process either. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Or what the work that actually goes into it. Yeah, they have no idea. And yeah. and also unless they've done what it. What I found, especially speaking speaking to some people here today, is a lot of people don't understand. Maybe as an actor too, how a lot of times how little input you actually have into the final product. You know, it's not up yeah, to yeah. you. You didn't write the script. You right. didn't. You know. Yeah. And it's hard for people to kind of differentiate themselves from. No, that's that's absolutely true. A uh, perfect example is I, I worked on this series. It was a voiceover yeah. series, and uh, it's a great series. But they wanted me to play a younger voice, um, which I had no problem doing. Yeah. But there was somebody else that was cast before me that got fired because they didn't sound young enough. Right. And so when I came in, they asked me to continually pitch them up higher, higher, higher. Yeah. And my my thing was I, I told them, well, if you pitch me, if I pitch up too high, I'm just going to sound whiny the entire time. Yeah. You know, and I'm not comfortable with that. Let me, I'll go up high, but then let me bring them down for certain things. And they're like, no, 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 keep pitching high because they're afraid yeah. I'd get replaced too. Um, and then maybe they'd lose the gig or whatever. And so, you know, the first few episodes we did it that way, and I still was like, are you sure? Because it doesn't feel right, it doesn't sound 100% right to me. And then uh, they're like, no, no. And then uh, eventually when that, the first volume came out with glowing reviews, um, except for one. Okay. Like, everything was great until they got to me, and then it was like, he sounded too whiny. It was exactly what, what the review say. said, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, I tried to tell him. Yeah. I, I knew better, but yeah. they... You know, there's, but I have to, it's not up to me. Yeah, it's you kind of, exactly. But the only name that got tarnished was mine. Right. You know, and so actually from that point on, I was like, I really kind of just, for the most part, I was like, I gotta, I gotta do it this way. Otherwise, I'm not gonna do it, you know. And there's been many shows where I've, I've tried to walk away from because of that same situation. It's also very hard to kind of replace a character or something that's already been 
established. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. People are used yeah, to sure. hearing a certain voice. Yeah. I mean, I, the one that comes to mind is like the Muppets. So they watch the Muppets now, and they right, all got yeah. different voices. And, yeah. Um, and uh, or, or Mickey Mouse. Right. Yeah. He's different course. in all sorts um, of things. We yeah. had a show growing up called uh, Arthur. Arthur. And he was an aardvark. It was a cartoon. Okay. And a friend of mine was an actor, and he did the voice of Arthur. But after the other voice actor got too old, and they needed to bring someone else in, uh-huh. and I mean, his voice work was great, but everyone, well, every, afterwards, everyone was just like, well, what happened to Arthur's voice? Why is he a different person? It wasn't <laughs> right. that he did a bad job, it's just not what people are used to. Right, so, yeah, true. I mean, even with uh, with Power Rangers, you were the, the second Black yep. Ranger. Yeah. Did you, was there ever any pushback on that? Or oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of, there. I mean, most people are, were didn't have a real issue with it, or at least they got, they, they were like, okay, fine, I'll watch this guy. And most kids were young enough that it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Um, but there were a handful of people that blamed me yeah. for that. But it really? wasn't, you know, That's yeah, like exactly. I was like, I didn't even know I was replacing anyone. Right. I was just went out for a job, you know. And uh, they they walked away from the show, you know. It was their, it was their choice, you know, yeah. at that time to whatever, kind of. But uh, their decision, basically. Right. So, so, but there were, there were a few people, yeah, absolutely, yeah. that uh, just... Did thought that I kicked them out or whatever. Right, it's like it I'm you. coming in. Right. Like it was my choice. Yeah. It's like no, I was just going out for a job. I had no idea. Right. You know. So there's certainly some kickback on that. Of you course. Know. Yeah. And I'm not just saying this, but the Black Ranger was actually always my favorite growing <laughs> up. And there's, I wish I had a photo of it with me, but that was my seven-year-old Halloween costume. Oh really? The Black Ranger. That's yeah, awesome. I still have. I found it. It's funny. I found it in my closet. <laughs> I was moving some stuff over to my office, and I found it. Uh, in the closet. That's and, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was Brian Cranston still working on the series when you were on it? I don't know. Um, a lot of the the voiceover was done in, in the next stage, right. you know, so it was next door to us. So we would only go over there either at the end of the day or on the weekends to do our yeah. stuff, but usually we're in the booth by ourselves. So right. we never really saw each other, anybody else, you know. I only found out recently how much involvement he really had in like the original. Well, set. me too, yeah. you know, because I mean, I, you know, Breaking Bad or whatever. Then of course. I, and then that started going up. I was like, holy cow, he was a voice? Yeah. Um, but, he uh, was part, I think he was like one of the original, like, yeah, I created think, too or something. Well, I mean, like, yeah. a writer. The uh, character Billy yeah. was named after. His really? last name is Cranston, Billy Cranston. Really? Yeah, of course. Of so, course. yeah. yeah. So it's like slightly named after him. So wow. he was a huge part of that in the beginning. Yeah, sure. Wow, that's really cool. Have you have, have you seen the new movie? I have, yeah. And did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, I, I've heard. I actually I was out of town when it came out, and all my friends went to see it that weekend when it yeah. came out. So I have I've still yet to watch it, but it is on my my list. Right, to I'm watch. sure. But I've heard they've all said that, you know it lives up to. It was. Their, like, I thought they did pretty good. It's it's definitely. Series. I think they definitely aimed towards the people that grew up on the Watching show. Watching it, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, although they only had a couple cameos, you know. Right. Um, but but still was geared towards those people. Because it was a little more adult. Yeah. You know, there's a little more language, you know, uh, in that. Like, I can't take my little kids to go see it yet because of the cursing or whatever that's right. in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's certainly geared more for the people that grew, up, grew up on the up show. You know? But they still wanted to you yeah. know, tap into that Marvel universe and of that course. sort of feeling of, of the film yeah yeah all right well let's talk about some of the other things that you work on because you do a lot of voice work yeah that we notice are you uh are you a big anime fan or i am you do yeah. a lot of uh video games as well i do video games are you anime, a big gamer yourself yeah. yeah i was growing up yeah, yeah it's hard say. to it's hard to be now because um, yeah, right. now it's like it's a, the 
one thing that a lot of people don't understand is like uh, with acting in general, um, you you always have it's like you're always hustling. You yeah. know, basically you're always auditioning, yeah. which is like. A lot of people have a job, they've gone to an interview, they did it, do it once, they got the job, and they're set for however long they're there for. Yeah. Whereas, as an actor, you're interviewing every single day, multiple times, for different, you know, things, and you, you know, for jobs that last for, you know, a week, two weeks, yeah. you know, it doesn't last very long. Um, and so, so it's very different. So, you don't have a whole lot of time. Now, some people make time for those things, right. you know. But for me, it's like, I just... Well, and you've got a lot of other things you work on, too. Yeah. But a lot of people don't realize the hustle. I mean, I, mean, I mean, that's one of the reasons we started this podcast is we know we know the hustle of being from a production company. And I'm, right. I'm a photographer. I do design. Like, I mean, when we were building the production company, there was only two of us. We did everything. Uh, and we're two artists, a director, and, and I came from a multiple. So we we know that. And that's why, actually, we started this podcast. It was kind of like the idea of artists speaking to artists. Um well, and it's like, yeah, and yeah. same with me. I Like, growing up, I was a huge gamer, and now it's like, if I get two hours in a week <laughs> to play a game, that's great. And now, video games have been, games that keep getting bigger and bigger, and it's like, there's such a commitment. That, oh, like, absolutely. I'm playing one for, like, seven months, the same game. To yeah, the, la the last one it. for yeah. me was, uh, was Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You know, like, I played that, and it was like, I remember I was playing that game for a week at least. Yeah. And I was sitting there on the sofa. I had like Cheetos smeared all over my shirt, <laughs> and I was like, "What am I doing? Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta yeah. get to work. I gotta work. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just it was actually that yeah, moment I mean, that, that is, I was like, I can't keep doing it's this. Funny you mentioned that Kingdom Hearts is my favorite. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. And now yeah. They, they finally have the third one coming yeah. out next next year, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's really cool. Um, so, what 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 animes are you? Are you into, or is was there certain ones that you would love to work on? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot that I don't know any of the new stuff that's coming up. Okay. You know, and uh, and I was into like I watched like Akira. I watched it before okay. I was even cast in it. Did you? Oh, wow. You know, so I'd seen it, um, but I didn't know it was it, back then. It was called Japanime or Japanimation. Right, right. You know, um, and so. I didn't really hear the term anime until much later. Okay. You know, Japanimation is what they, I think they called they call it, it um, at that time. Um, so that was one. I'd seen a couple more. And I didn't even realize, like, uh, Speed Racer. Like, right. it was a, I just yeah. thought it was a cartoon. I didn't yeah. know it was also anime. But there things like that that I'd seen. And coming to these, like, Comic-Cons and stuff, do you, do you ever get a chance to kind of geek out with some of the people that you are working with here? Do you ever meet some of the artists that you maybe follow some of their animations or you know, some of their I, actors? Or? You know, well, there's not like a, there's certainly there have been actors that I've run into, um, and uh, a lot of times, to be honest with you, like because we with anime or voiceover in general, a lot of times you're in the booth by yourself, right? Video games and whatnot, and so I've met a lot of my co-stars at conventions. Oh, cool! Yeah, like I'd go there and I'm like, oh, you're in the show? Yeah. Like, I'm in the show. It's like, oh wow! Really? And then you start finding, you find out. And we were in a bunch of shows together. So really? that's actually how I've met a lot of uh, people I've worked with, is like at the shows. At the which show. is pretty oh, cool. That's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, are you still doing martial arts? I am. Yeah? yeah. And yeah. I think you teach, right? I don't teach. No. Okay. No. There was well, a time when I did, okay. sort of. Okay. Like over at Jason Frank's school and his brother's school. Um, but then 
it's a, I don't know, I don't have patience. Okay. You know? I mean, for myself, I don't have a lot of patience. Like I, right. And I, I push myself really hard. Um, and so that's my mentality. Right. And so it's hard for me to then want somebody to try to push themselves to that extent as well. And you were self-taught originally, right? Well, originally, yeah, I grew up watching Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. And so I would like learn a lot of things like that on my own with my brother in the backyard and with friends. Right. Um, but then I did study Shaolin Kung Fu. I was going to say, at what yeah. point did you get to, okay, this is as much as I can teach myself, now I need to really well, learn it was, professional. Well, it was, uh, I don't know actually what made me, like I always wanted to do martial arts, but I always wanted to do Kung Fu because I watched like from Kung the movie, Fu yeah. the theater, you yeah. know, and I watched all that stuff and I was like, that stuff looks awesome. Yeah. And then Shaolin Kung Fu would be an added, you know, that'd be awesome if they, but I was in Texas. Yeah. And most of the schools there was uh, Taekwondo. Okay. And so I found one, final, it, like years, took me forever and I finally found one. Someone who taught Kung Fu. That taught Kung Fu and animal that? styles. It was uh, Master James Clark. Uh, okay. This was in is, Texas? It was in Texas, okay. yeah. And uh, my grandmaster's John Tai, who was in Chicago and you know, he trained at the, you know, the original temple or whatever. And how did you come across? How did you find them again? I, you know, I just went to different schools. I just kept searching. Okay. I just kept searching. But and the thing that I, the reason I decided, not because, uh, part of it was like I really thought it was cool. But when you go to a martial arts school, like I went to, I don't know, I wouldn't say hundreds, but quite a few, like in the 20s at least. And every school I'd go to, I would see the instructor, I'd meet with them, and then I'd watch the class. And I'd watch the entire class, like all the people in there. And if I saw anybody, in the most cases, I saw like one or two standout students and the rest were pretty terrible. Okay. And I was like, well, then this isn't a good school. The Kung Fu school was the only school where I looked at all the belts in general. And yeah. I was like, they're all really, really good. good. So either they're all very talented or the instructor is very good. Right. And it, the instructor was just very yeah, you good. you usually don't find that everywhere. Yeah. 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 But I did find a lot of the, not that they're all bad, but there was quite a few I went to majority of them unfortunately that when you when did you originally start kung fu with the intention to perform it for entertainment or just to do it as kind of like a personal well i mean i always deep down wanted to be an action star yeah but i did want to learn it as far just like personal self-defense right and, you know it's, it's a mix meditation of meditation and that kind of stuff to it too right it's like well there in shaolin there is a bit but yeah. it was a very americanized uh system okay so there wasn't a whole lot of that you know there was certainly some elements of it but it but it was definitely more uh, uh, practical I guess in the sense of yeah. uh, self-defense okay. have you ever met uh, Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan Jackie Chan yes really Bruce Lee no he died before I was born so oh, of course yeah of course <laughs> um, so what was what was that experience like meeting Jackie Chan it was freaking awesome yeah it was much Were you... like this you I know I was gonna say were yeah. you nervous when you met him oh heck like... yeah you yeah. know I didn't know what to say it was yeah. like there's so many things in my mind I wanted to say, but all yeah. I could say was like, ah, "Nice to meet you," and that was it. Yeah. You know, but because there's like, I grew up watching Jackie Chan, yeah. you know, and like, I would practice all the moves I saw him do in movies, some of the stunts and yeah. things like that. So yeah, definitely was one of those moments of like, "Holy yeah. cow!" I, can't, I don't even know how to contain all the things that are going on and in my mind. You probably want to say so many things, and then yeah. when they do come out, they're like, oh, bleh, bleh, Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> It's funny because uh, I, I, I grew up a big pro wrestling fan. Oh, really? And also I watched Shawn Michaels, so. <laughs> who's just like everybody's here for Shawn Michaels yeah. today. And I'm like, if I do meet him, like, I don't even know what I'm going to say at this point. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting meeting people that, you know, you watched as a child, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, cool, let's actually talk about some of your music. 
Okay. Uh, when did you when did you start pursuing that as well? That was uh, after Power Rangers. Right. Um, okay. It's basically after Power Rangers. There's a couple years where I, I just couldn't get a job. I couldn't find a job. Okay. Um, anytime I went out for an audition. And, and was just, that because you were made, like typecasted as a? Well, anytime they found out I was a Power Ranger, for whatever reason, they they weren't too excited about it. Okay. At that time. It's kind of like pigeonholed you know, or something. Yeah, and I don't know exactly uh, why they didn't like it, but uh, and then also I'm half Asian. Okay. So m at that time, especially. They weren't open to, you know, half Asian. You had to be Asian. Okay. For, like, looking for an Asian guy, you got to be 100%. Really? You got to, if I look at you, I can't second guess that you're Asian, okay. you know? And the same thing is, like, I did called out for some Caucasian roles, but I didn't fit the bill either. Right. So it's really hard for me to find between. a job. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that that's why you actually added Wong into your name. No, actually, that, well, like, sort of. Okay. Uh, yeah, my, it's my mother's maiden name, Young. Right. And so... It, when I was on Power Rangers, they said, you, you don't sound Asian enough. Your okay. name doesn't sound Asian enough, yeah. you know, and it's maybe people are confused. Right. Um, it's so funny how that was like an open topic in the 90s, and now you would never yeah. have anything No, like I know. It's really like, bizarre, you know, and yeah. I was like, oh, I got to change my name. Okay, yeah. that's weird. Uh, so, yeah, I had to add that to my name so people knew I was Asian. That's funny. Um, That's... But, yeah, so anyways, so the music, in that, sorry, a yeah. couple of years or whatever, I, I had a, uh, I was... And yeah. now, did you already know how to play? No, did I didn't. Mean, I had a really? guitar so that uh, was just, I was going to teach myself at some point, but didn't have the time, and now I had a ton of time, and I basically taught myself to play. Really? Um, yeah, I was in a bit of a depression. I was somewhat homeless, living from place to place, whoever would take me in, and, uh, and that kind of brought me out of that funk, and... Uh, uh, so I formed the band in 2004. Um, we have 13 I mean, years, about 15 yeah, albums. I just yeah. I was gonna say, they, and like yeah. something like you were putting out like eight albums within like 10 years. Yeah, we we and pumped like, out quite a few. Yeah, yeah. man, that's that's impressive because I mean I I I played guitar as well. I'm I'm a drummer. And I taught myself guitar in high school as well. Yeah. And uh, man, it's like it's not an easy go writing music, you know. It's not. Um, you and know. you're a songwriter too, so you're writing I the lyrics am, yeah. and. Yeah, wrote, like, and how have you how you find? Do you guys tour as well? We, or we, well, we did quite a bit. Uh, this is actually our last year as I Shine. Okay. And so we have our final show in Tennessee. Oh, really? This year, yeah. And I'm starting up a new music project next year with the same guys, or well, with my same guitarist. Like okay. we're both moving on to another project. Like basically, in the last couple of years, I've been my other like my drummer left and my uh, yeah. bassist left, and. Uh, for various reasons, personal reasons, and then and financial reasons, and then so we've been we've had higher ons, okay, you know, yeah. and so it's just gotten to a point where it's a little difficult to because we have like over a hundred songs, right, and it's hard to have like each new person come in to learn, and learn this all and then, them, yeah. exactly. So it's like we got to start fresh with ten okay. songs. That's all we play. And so it's easier. Is to, it going to be similar music to I Shine or kind of it, a whole it new? It will definitely, I can't say it's completely different because okay. um, it's me writing, it's me singing. Of um, but it's definitely, it would be an evolution of what we were. What you started I Shine would have been in the 90s? Yeah. yeah. So, I well, mean, even just no, music. No, no, actually, no. Well, I started to learn. Okay. You know, so when did you guys play. put out your first album? The first album, I think, was 2006. Okay. Yeah. But even still then, like, I mean, music is ever-changing all the... And oh, like, yeah. probably when you were learning, you were probably learning stuff like grunge, alternative, oh, that kind of Oh, absolutely. It's super easy now, stuff and yeah, it's yeah. much more complex. So if you listen to it's our first stuff and yeah. then what we are now, yeah, it's definitely still, even this new project, 
is definitely an evolution again from, on top of what we had, had been doing. But that's in the past. sign of you as a musician. It's like yes, kind of, it is. Yeah. But you'll certainly see some of those elements of the last last I think three albums. Okay. I peppered in this kind of new element, you know, or that that I had done yeah. that I was kind of more interested in, or it gave me a little more flexibility, and so. I think this new album is much more in that direction. Okay. Yeah. Um, where 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 do the, like, kind of the influences for you when you're what gets you when you're writing? Are you are you say listening to kind of what gets you motivated to write or you know it's actually uh, it's all sorts of stuff you know yeah. I I my first thing is usually just trying to find a sound or at least now especially is to find a sound that that can convey an emotion, you know, right. or, or like if I like, you know, like with the instrument, like it's it's hard to talk about your emotions. Right. But if you listen to music, certain music can actually just take you there instantly, you know. Yeah. So I usually try to find some element, a chord progression, or some kind of sound that will take me in emotionally into okay. a certain direction, and then I build upon that. Okay. So would you normally write? the instrumentals first and then let the kind of the, the songwriting come to you after a lot of times yes yeah. uh, sometimes some when you've been doing it for a long time you, you start dreaming right and so I'll there's there's uh, the last one I remember is like I remember I was like listening to the radio in my dream and I heard a song that I really liked and I realized it was one of my own songs okay and then I was like well wow, it's a pretty good song um, and then as I started to realize I was dreaming, I was like, holy crap, I need to write this down. Yeah. And so as I woke up, I was like yeah. trying to figure out the chord progression, trying to remember the melody oh, and yeah. the lyrics, and then I would just start writing it down. I yeah. always find it such an interesting question to ask musicians because everyone's different. You know, Some people like think of the words, like the, the words come to them first and then they put a melody to it. Yeah. And then sometimes it's a, a guitar riff right. that starts a whole song. It does, um, yeah. You know, I've heard the story that Billy Corgan wrote Sheru Brock in his car driving to work. And uh, so I always think it's really interesting how, where people kind of draw their influence from. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've it's been all sorts of ways. Like, there's been times I wrote, uh, I wrote songs in a parking lot, you know, just yeah. sitting, waiting to go into the hotel. It wasn't open, or it wasn't, like, yeah. we couldn't check in yet, so I just wrote a song, and it became one of our biggest songs, you know. Yeah. Oh, really? Some songs, a lot of them have been in dreams. Um, what about, like, do you ever, like, I mean, with, with acting and productions, there's a lot of kind of sitting and waiting to, yes. do, do you write then? No, no, you actually. You gotta stay focused, I guess. Yeah, then, yeah. that's, it's, that's different, yeah. So you guys, you actually, there was an album that came out recently, Gone, Gone Tomorrow was your last album. Yes. When did that come out? Uh, April. April, so yeah, very new. And, um, well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Um, so that will be the last I Shine. That, yeah, that will be the last one. There, we, we toyed with the idea of releasing some of our B-sides for some of the songs okay. that never made it onto an album. And have you toured for Gone Tomorrow, or are you guys planning well, to? Well, we've or? been we've been uh, playing a song or two off of that in our last. Okay. You know, bit and of you, tour. do you mostly tour within the region of the states, or? We've been all over. Okay. Yeah, we've been out of the country as well. We've got to come up to Toronto. Man. Like, we've been to can We've been to Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, well, yeah. We, I mean, are you are you a big concert goer yourself? I do. Yeah, yeah. I do go to concerts. Yeah. What's uh, what are some of the bands you like to? <coughs> Dinosaur Pileup, I really like. Yeah. Um, Foo Fighters, you know. Oh, well, have, uh, have you heard the new album yet? Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's excellent. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Excellent. And that single yeah. is, uh, yeah. Well, like I, I felt like there's like yeah, like the last 
album or whatever, I was like, nah, okay, you know. They're kind well, of. I, I think, felt like in the last couple think, albums were in that. Really, because I think the last album I felt the same way, but the one before, Wasting Light. Uh, Actually, that, that one they, was good. That, that one was That really is good. my yeah. favorite Foo Fighters album. Is that's it? That's the one they recorded in Dave Grohl's basement. Yeah, I no, I thought and it was great. That's my favorite. Even I, I know everyone's I like color their of the shape. Color oh, yeah, of the shape that's, that's got to yeah. still be my but favorite. I, you know, Wasting Light from beginning to end. I love that album. That was very good, yeah. Um, no, so I think the fo- following one, I was kind of just disappointed because that one was so good. Um, but I still enjoyed a couple of songs off of it. I still um, bought it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And the new, this one, new, the one, new is, one is real good. Well, I think that's the thing. It's like for them, because they're so good, I think they just need some, like a new producer to come in that's from a different perspective. Yeah. Worked with Adele and it's like, I got some ideas. Right. You know, and then just makes and you put it Dave Grohl huge. With and, yeah. I mean, Dave Grohl's done, I've heard stories about Dave Grohl showing up at concerts and just playing, you know, like just showing up at people's concerts. I mean, he did that have you ever heard the album he did with um, with Josh Homie and oh, yeah. John Paul them Crooked yeah, Vultures? Yeah. yeah. Like the guy just just everything he touches is gold. <laughs> no, now. His, yeah. Well, his drumming just in general. Is yeah, awesome. and he can do everything. Um, yeah. yeah, very solid album. Uh, anything else? Uh, anyone? Do you have any concerts you're going to coming up? Um, Royal Blood is oh. another one that I really like. Funny, I've, I've, the only time I've seen them was opening for the Foo Fighters. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Someday. I'm going to see them again. And they're opening for Foo Fighters. Really? Okay. That's yeah, them and the Queens of Stone Age is going to be. Yes, they. they so I miss. I was sick that weekend because oh, I do, like I said, I do a lot of photograph live shows. Gotcha. Right. I, yeah. I still do it because I love it. Like it's such a rush. From Royal Blood was amazing though. Yeah. You know, there's a band that went on before them. Last time I saw them, four piece band, rock band, not bad. They're okay. Yeah. But then when these two guys come out. So when and when I same thing when I saw Royal Blood, the album had just come out. First and one or the second? First one. First, first one. So I had just heard it and I was like, these guys are good. Like, I were like, let's get there on time, get a good yeah. spot. And I was like, how are these guys so full for two guys? I assume yeah, it's yeah. a four, four piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's how are these insane. guys so full yeah, for a two person really, really band? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, before, uh, you know, I don't want to keep you from your spot too long, but before you wrap up, I also uh, read that you are uh, a Christian. Yes. So, how do you find that that affects your. Um, like when you're writing music, does your do your beliefs or anything? Do you ever write about about that, or is it affect? I think your... uh, well, well, all of my writing is personal. You know, right. it comes from a personal space, and so it's definitely influenced. You know, by my uh, beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. But I also take into consideration that not all the listeners are are. Of course. You know, um, so in general, I then can say that our the music, at least with Eyeshine, was always very positive. Mm-hmm. You know, and the majority of it. You know. Um, and and I kind of like that idea of like anybody can go and listen to our music and not be really afraid of right. the content being terrible, you know, yeah. or or offensive in, any, offensive kind of way, in yeah. any way, you know. And I know some people might be offended on certain beliefs or whatever, but I'm not like very preachy yeah, as far as that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, but I, I find like nowadays, like I, I love music. Yeah. And I'm always like, I listen to new stuff constantly, and if I hear one track that I like, oh, that's really cool, I'll buy that album. Yeah. And lately I've been disappointed with iTunes in the way that they, anybody can put something up there and not have like, a, like what's that little, you know, for, um, for cursing or whatever. Um, censored? Like yeah, censored. Yeah. Like usually, usually they'll have like a censored thing on it. Yeah. Now people don't even like submit it. And like, I'm listening and I'm hearing all sorts, like F-bombs and all sorts of things yeah. like that, where I'm like, 
dang it, it's such a good song. Yeah. And, you know, I thought maybe then I could listen to it with my kids, and now right. I can't, well, that's, you know? Yeah, and then you can't so, even really play it in the yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. And, then I can't yeah. play it in the house, or yeah. then I have to remove it from It's become things. more of a casual... Yeah, kind of, you know, yeah, which I still person. like the music, yeah. but then I, I want to know <laughs> that that's there. And it's funny, so. too, because a song... I've done it too, where I've like I, I I've got I don't have kids myself, but I've got younger cousins, and I've got a real like I play music in the car all the time, and songs sometimes like you forget that those yeah. are in there, and they're like you listen to them sometimes, so yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no change, change, yeah. <laughs> As you're singing along, wait a minute, yeah. this part, you know. I, yeah. I find it interesting too to be uh, you know a person of faith in, in this kind of industry because it's kind of tough, you know. Uh, it's frowned upon. Everybody yeah, thinks like, you're a Trump supporter or, or yeah, something or like, like that. Yeah, or like you're very you know? judgmental or something that, like that. They think you're very judgmental yeah. or legalistic, you know, but it's not the case, I think. It's not the case in general. I think mm -hmm. if you know any true believer, they're not that way at all. No, yeah. But it's the handful of ones that are I mean, out there. Yeah, it's you know, like that, any kind of group of people, you get your extremists. Absolutely. Kind of, and those are the ones that, that ruin it for everybody exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for being on the sure. podcast. Yeah. We love having you. And uh, we hope to see you again in Toronto. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thank you very much. The Adamantium. Adamantium.